The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve <clears throat> as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone, and this is Sarah Calhoun. I'm president of GBUI, and we are so thankful for everyone who has called in uh, to this important community call about uh, the unfortunate denial from rideshare companies. And we also have a special guest, but um, Thank you all for coming, and I will pass it on to Becky and let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Becky Davidson, and I am a member of GUI's Advocacy Committee and uh, chair of the Environment Access Committee and otherwise around a lot. So I'm glad to be here tonight. <laughs> this is an important topic. Uh, Lolly? Hi, I'm Lolly Lieski. I'm also a member of the GDUI Advocacy Committee and a member of the GDUI Board and someone who also unfortunately experiences oh, okay. denials uh, from rideshare platform uh, drivers. And Liz? Good evening, everyone, or good day for whenever you listen to it uh, on podcast. Welcome. My name is Liz Botner. I wear many, many hats, honestly, but for the purpose of this call, um, I am a board of director of John GDUI's board, um, and I have experienced many, 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 did I say many, uh, ride denials. <laughs> so this is not a strange concept to me. So thank you, and I thank everyone for being here. Okay. Um, uh, I, and I believe uh, was Becky or Liz going to go first or Lolly um, as far as talking about the rideshare denials and the um, importance of filing. I think you were going to go first and talk about GDUI's involvement. Okay. Okay. So, um, yes, yeah, this is as mentioned, a very important topic for GBY and just all guide dog users across the country. And um, uh, it's so unfortunate that these things happen, but when they do happen, um, it is quite frustrating. I have not experienced it myself, but I know from others how uh, frustrating it is because you might miss an appointment. You might be late to work. You might be late for um, other important uh, appointments. So, and GDUI has uh, teamed up to along with ACB and they, we put out a survey um, the uh, end of November, December of last year. Uh, you might, all of you might have uh, 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 taken the survey and if you have, we greatly appreciate it. Um, it was just for a short time. And then the uh, survey was compiled. And then um, from ACB, it was sent to the Department of uh, Justice and um, showing them, you know, what happens, et cetera. And then we also asked for a pattern of, a pattern of practice 
And as of today, uh, we haven't received anything, but um, Vanessa has left. the letter with our uh, request went to DOJ, I believe it was the beginning of February, end of January, beginning of February. But it, I, I'm sure they will be getting back with us because they, it does take time when you're working with Department of Justice and other federal uh, areas. So, and, um, and also we, uh, members, uh, Becky Davidson and uh, Margie Donovan, they have sent out a lot of information about how important it is to uh, file a complaint with the ride share and with DOJ. And uh, our advocacy group has, um, is also uh, very involved in those, um, those areas. And getting the information out we have it on our website too um if, if the, some of the phone numbers and where to file etc and um from what i understand too the more complaints the department of justice receives hopefully they will uh hopefully be able to act on that and and do something hopefully about that to so these denials don't occur her. And they, the Department of Justice has um, mentioned that to ACB, that the more denials, complaints they get, the better information they have to hopefully correct those, the, the problem with the right share services. So CDUI uh, is well involved, invested in this problem, and uh, it's I don't think it's going to be going away anytime soon. So it's important, and though it's tiring and very weary and frustrating, um, how important it is to file. And uh, and if you do need help, call the office uh, manager 866-799-8436. We'll be glad to help you. So that's it. This this problem is is like number one a on the list of gdy advocacy um issues so um and as becky or lolly go next or yeah i, I well this was this were you going to talk about the survey findings this uh, is i can um okay <laughs> Um, and anyone feel free to, to, to fill in gaps because I am just asking and I apologize for that. Um, we in a what two month ish time span, we had uh, 80 survey responses given. Uh, and I just want to thank all of us who and I'm, I say us because I was one of them. I was one of the ones who submitted a response uh, or several uh, for filling out those surveys. They do matter. Um, uh, there were, I think, several responses uh, that said that they had heard back from the companies uh, that they were the rideshare companies themselves, saying that the drivers had been deactivated. So that's awesome. I really hope that actually was a thing that happened. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting things. So if I am forgetting things, this is the time where I would ask anyone to fill in what I'm forgetting. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're good. I think of the 80 yeah. responses uh, that the survey got, I think maybe 40 of them were from Liz, but 
Uh, she, she's really, and the other were, the other 20 or 50, 30 were from Olivia. So um, no, not really. I, I'm exaggerating, but these are people who have really had a difficult time. And as this issue became more prominent, Margie and I kind of got our heads together and came up with um, an email to send out to people telling people the importance of filing both with the ride chair company and with the Department of Justice. And I think most people filed with the ride chair companies when, when this happened. Um, and both of them now have phone numbers which that you can call and those are up on the GDUI website or you can get them from Sarah at the office or you can contact me too. Um, and um, that that's a really important thing to do. Um, as frustrating as it is and as discouraging as it can feel to file, you, you might not feel like you're doing any good, but the more there are, the more attention will grab. Um, and we found a specific contact, way to contact the Department of Justice to file the complaints. Um, the link is, um, I just had it right here. Um, it's civilrights.justice.gov. And on there is the form that you can fill out to file your complaint. Um, and what's annoying is that when you file your complaint, you'll get a letter, an email back saying they're too busy, but they've got, they've taken note. Um, so if we bombard them with complaints, the form is accessible and not too difficult to fill out. Um, it asks basically the same thing that the survey asks, which is, when, where, what, how, who, you know, the, the basic information. You don't have to write a long essay. Um, you just have to tell them what happened. Um, and, you know, there are several tips and tricks that I, I think our special guest will talk about um, as far as, mm -hmm. as, you know, trying to work with the ride share companies to get your ride and to no, get no, going. No, 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 no. So um, I strongly encourage you to, to you know, to file whenever you can, um, just because the more they see, the more likely we are to get their attention. Governments um, have given new meaning to slow speed. It takes them a while to do anything. The, the request for a pattern of practice investigation was submitted as, um, as Sarah said, I believe the 31st of January, the 1st of February, to a specific individual in the Department of Justice that was recommended to um, Clark and Swatha uh, to take take this on. So, so it's not we know to whom they're going. Um, we have an actual individual's name. So, um, we're working with ACB, whose contact that is, um, to try to to get them to move forward on it. So, with that. I, I'm really anxious for everybody to hear the special guests that we have. So I'm going to turn this over to Lolly to introduce our special guest. Thanks, Becky. <clears throat> and I just want to reiterate, um, too, that it's it, it really is important for folks to file, even though we recognize how frustrating it is and how exhausting it gets. Um, it's so important because if we don't get the message across to DOJ that this is in fact a, a real problem and it does deserve attention, then um, then that frustration gets reinforced. So um, encouragement to file is, is uh, we really wanna make sure that, that you hear that message from us. 
So tonight we have a guest with us. Um, Lisa Irving uh, has a great deal of experience with this topic, unfortunately. Um, Lisa is the past president of the San Diego chapter of the National Federation of the Blind. And she um, has received what is believed to be the largest, 14, um, largest outcome, largest um, um, judgment um, on of any kind of rideshare case. Um, and she's going to talk with us tonight about what her experience was and how she documented and how important that documentation became in the decision which uh, where the um, adjudication was was found on her behalf. So Lisa, if you're here, can you unmute and um, please take it away? Can you hear me? We can. Hi, Lisa. I'm Lisa Irving and I'm going to share a little bit about my background, a little bit about my Uber journey to justice. I'm gonna to talk to you um, about the strategies I used for documentation and share some ideas. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what is arbitration and the arbitration process. So to begin with, um, I um, recently joined um, California Council of the Blind, and I am a co-chair on our local advocacy committee. I'm doing advocacy work that I don't necessarily want to do with paratransit and some other transit issues. Oh, my background includes my undergraduate work. I trained to be a recreation therapist, and I recently uh, completed my master's as a vision rehabilitation therapist at Western Michigan University. I mentioned these two degrees because um, I used to tell people my undergraduate degree was in documentation and accountability. I never knew how well that that background would serve me. And in my graduate studies, we're all about document, 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 justify, justify. So um, I live here in Northern California with my husband, two cats, and my adorable guide dog. Her name is Tora. She's from Guiding Eyes, yay. And um, so that's my background and a little bit about kind of my nutshell version journey. My journey to justice, un, unbeknownst to me, actually began in March of 2015 and culminated in the largest arbitration award against a rideshare company for discrimination on the basis of service animal denials and disability. Um, that culminated in March of 2021. So Lolly and others aren't kidding when they tell you that bureaucracy moves slowly. And um, wearing uh, our hats as people with disabilities, we probably know that better than a lot of people. In March of 2015, I took my first rideshare when I lived in San Diego. The only company that was in the area at the time was Uber. I was trying to go to the social security office and the rideshare driver emphatically told me, no dog. So for a while, I tried to 
dismiss and minimize some of the really hurtful and demeaning and offensive things that drivers said to me. That didn't do any good. And then I drank the Kool-Aid at one point to be that goodwill ambassador and educate people and be that good example. Um, that actually backfired. I unwittingly set myself up for um, conflict and, and more flack from drivers. So I kind of stopped trying to share the good word <laughs> about transporting service animals and people who are blind, et cetera, et cetera. And then I tried to work with the Uber process as I understood it. And at the time it involved, um, I primarily worked from my laptop, primarily involved with um, sending an email to Uber, um, getting a email response back. Sometimes I would get a phone call from Uber. Um, and it's really not that simple. So the next part that I'm going to tell you, grab that glass of wine. Um, I think there's a lot involved with documentation. And, and um, I'm going to switch to some notes that I have. And I hope my jaws doesn't come through. If it does, please say so. Zoom. Zoom meeting. Lunch meeting. Dash FWD colon left bracket. Yeah, it is. Zoom. Sorry. Yeah, okay. All right. I guess I'm going to have to do this from memory, <laughs> which being almost 60, um, sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. So with mm -hmm. documentation first, um, know the, know the, the avenues within Uber or Lyft for um, trying to resolve problems. And these days, a lot of that is done through the app and through contacting support. I would say if you're going to use the app, take screenshots. To begin with, when you book your ride, when you request your ride, I recommend that you take a screenshot. Sorry guys, I don't know how to have jaws not being heard. I've got earbuds in. Um, I would say take a screenshot of the driver profile. And the reason for that is because if the driver passes you off to somebody else, or for whatever reason, Uber says, nope, we don't know anything about John and the, the blue, I don't know, truck, whatever. Um, you've got that driver, you have the driver profile that has the driver's name, the color of the car, the car make, um, and it should have the date, the date and the time on it also. Lisa 822, it's five minutes. Oh crap, okay. Um, oh, let me try and go ahead. <laughs> okay, let me try and do this fast forward. So, when you document, choose your preferred method of documentation and back it up, especially if you do stuff electronically. Back it up, back it up, back it up. So, you want to include the date, the time, the, the location, where are you being picked up, where are you, your destination. The, your surroundings, were you standing at the curb? Were you standing by a fence? Um, the weather, is it raining? Is it windy? Is it real hot out? The lighting, were you being 
Were you being uh, dropped off uh, in a well-lit area? Were you, things like that. If there are people around you who see the driver pull away when you try to get your dog or your cane into the car, try to get, I usually would ask the person, do you have a message number that you'd be comfortable giving me? Uh, usually the answer is no, but it never hurts to ask. Um, and what I found was, unfortunately, when I said that there was a sighted person who observed X, Y, and Z, it, it added credibility um, to the, the complaint. Um, when you do your documentation, create a file. I created a file and called it Uber. I did subfolders, so I had a work folder, a medical folder, and some correspondence folder from Uber. Uh, when you, so save screenshots, save any correspondence. Um, when you email, be very specific about who said what. And if you got upset or snapped at the driver, own it and be honest. Also, when you are sharing your concerns, try to leave out your perceptions. Like the driver didn't care. He didn't want to pick me up. I don't, I don't know. Just try to go with the facts if you can. The driver, pull, the driver pulled up. I opened the door. The driver told me repeatedly, no dog in the car. And then with the door open, he started to pull away. And yes, that's happened. If Eight you minutes. Thank you. If you feel threatened, um, if you feel unsafe, I had a driver who threatened to leave me on the side of a highway. I felt threatened and I felt unsafe. Those are some things to include. Um, I know I'm not going to get all of this in at once. I sent Lolly Lajewski an article that I published in the Braille Monitor. I have it if anybody wants it. I'll get it to whoever. It's got a lot of this information in it. Um, if there are any questions, when we take questions, I'll do my best to answer. Thank you. Lisa, oh, thank, thank you, Lisa. You. Oh, go ahead, Becky. Um, I have the article too. Um, it, it is excellent. It, it's, it's got a lot of um, great detail in it. Um, it is helpful now mm -hmm. that both, both Uber and Lyft have phone numbers, although Uber's is a little bit of a chain to get into. Um, but they, they do both allow you to contact. But I, I can't, I, I so completely agree with Lisa about the screenshots. And what I usually do is I take it, I take it at the beginning when the ride is, is presented. And then when I get the notification that the driver's two or three minutes out, I take another one. Because um, that's the one, if you're going to have a cancellation or anything, that's, that's going to show it. Um, are we ready to open it up for questions? I, I think was was Liz. This is Lolly. Was Liz going to come back in oh, or going to wait on yeah, that? Yeah, Liz. Did you? Hey, Becky. Yes, Becky. This is Lisa. Is there time for me to quickly comment on the arbitration process? I think you should. Yes. Okay. I think we'll make time right. for that. So arbitration yeah. arbitration is different than going to court. You actually never know what kind of a an arbitrator you're going to get. I, I got a, I got a great 
arbitrator. That's not always the case. And basically, both parties agreed to be bound, both parties being uh, the rideshare company and the attorneys representing the plaintiff, that would be you. Um, everybody agrees to be bound by the arbitrator's decision. When you go through arbitration, you will do, um, you'll, you want to find an attorney that's experienced with um, rideshare denials. I know a few. Um, you want your documentation to be good and be in order. With arbitration, you will do, um, I lost the word. Uh, I can't think of the word. Um, you'll be asked lots of questions. Your attorneys will help you practice. And you need to answer those questions honestly and to the best of your memory and the best of your ability. There are long time spans where attorneys um, have time to prepare their materials. Uh, my process, I filed uh, for arbitration in 2018 and in March of 2021, we did arbitration over Zoom or actually December 2020, we did arbitration over Zoom. For me, it lasted five days because I initially filed more than 60 complaints of discrimination and we arbitrated 14 of those complaints. The last thing I will say is that there is an attorney here in California who I spoke to this afternoon and he is willing to work with people to try. He said that you can file in small claims court if it is under $10,000, you can file in small claims court. And so actually you are heard in the courts. And that is something that he's actually suggesting and encouraging people to do. And if you want more information, Becky and Lolly know how to get a hold of me. Thank you. Yes, we do. Okay, Liz had had some information about someone that she had had some contact with who wanted to learn more about this whole ride chair denial issue. Liz, do you, do you have that? Are you in a position I do. Okay. Yes. Um, I, do you want me to give that on the call or? Yeah. I mean, just yeah, or, or I can give a little basic background. Yeah. Olivia helped you. Uh, you did actually, I'll delegate it to, to Olivia. Um, if that's okay. okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Olivia. Oh, I'm Hey, I'm on the spot. All right. I will hold on. Uh, so we have, I have an attorney. Or just the background. In, I can give the information, but give yeah, the background. Go for it. Yeah. I'll, okay. So there is an attorney here in DC named Jonathan Gitlin. Um, I was talking with him on another matter that I'm working with him on a personal case. And I started talking to him about all the denials and all the refusals that we have been having as a community. And he said, do you have anyone that would be interested in maybe trying to pursue a class action suit? And I said, well, yes, my friend Liz Botner knows a lot of people in the community and she is really well connected. And he said, I am looking for people that would be potentially interested in this. So Liz has his contact information. I do as well. And yeah. I can Hopefully give that and try um, and solve some of this. So I will give uh, an email and a phone number. Yeah, there is an address, sure. but I think the most important things are really the, the phone number and or the email. Uh, again, his name is Jonathan Gitlin. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-G-I-T-L-E-N. 
Uh, the his telephone number is two zero two five six eight five seven eight eight. Again, that's two zero two five six eight five seven eight eight. And the email address is Jonathan dot Gitlin at J Gitlin law.com that's his first name dot last name um dot um at oh stop not screen dimmed <laughs> uh first jonathan <laughs> dot gitland at j gitland law that's j g i t l e n l a w dot com and if you know anyone needs this we you know yeah we, we can get it to you we both have it. Um, more than happy to get it to you. But he is wanting to hear from anyone and everyone. And the more that we can prove that this is not as just a DC thing, the stronger our case will be. So please, you know, if, as you're comfortable, yeah. report um, or you know, contact him. If you're not comfortable mm -hmm. with that, definitely file with the Department of Justice. It does matter. I don't know what the magical number is that they need, <laughs> but one each report that we file is one report closer to that magical number that's Thank right you. yep agreed and, and if you would oh. like us to contact him if you'd be more comfortable with that you know i'm happy to forward stuff to him as well if that's helpful that's great that's great so i think we want to open it to questions um i just want to say um everybody's got stories and um and they're all important because they're important to you, they're important to all of us in this particular matter. But this isn't the place where we want to share stories. We want to try to get questions answered. So if you have questions, um, it's time to push that little thing that says raise your hand. Mm -hmm. Okay, as we, we're getting a we're lot of raised hands. Speak if you're in Clubhouse. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have Clubhouse too. So we need to maybe alternate or you guys know how yeah. to do it. Herbie, yeah, Herbie is going to raise his hand if he has anyone in Clubhouse. Oh. So I will see that. Um, shall we start? Sure. Yeah, I know, first, Liz and Sarah and Molly, are you ready? Yes. The Sarah, I This is ready. Yes. This is Molly. <laughs> okay, first is Deborah Kendrick. Hey, Deborah. Thank you. Hey, so um, this is just very troubling and fascinating to me because I've been without a dog and kind of without walking for six years and now I'm coming back to life. I, I'm, I'm like the world is my oyster again and I'm hoping to get a dog. Anyway, so I mean, I, I've had days lately where I've had eight and nine Uber Lyft rides in a day and, and I'm not having trouble. So, but I, so two questions. One is, you said, uh, Lisa, you referred to 60 complaints, 14 of which were chosen for the arbitration process. And so my first question is, what constituted a complaint? Was somebody just rude to you and said they wouldn't take you and then did or flat out left you 60 times? What constitutes? And the other question, I'm, sur I'm surprised that it hasn't been mentioned yet, is could someone uh, include 
the contact information, I only use Lyft. I vowed against Uber 10 years ago and I've stuck to it, but I only use Lyft. Mm -hmm. But what is the contact information for filing a complaint if something does go wrong? I'm I'm ashamed that I don't have a dog, but I've had a few mm-hmm. very, very frightening experiences. And do you need to with Lyft? Know what the to do with contact it. information with Lyft. You need so the contact there, there information a, for Lyft. Okay, those are my questions. So I'm going to mute yeah. myself. Okay. And, and <laughs> this is great that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I just just to make sure she wants contact information for Lyft. No, for both. I'm I'm saying that both both should be included in this call. Yeah, I mean, I want Liv, but both should be included. And then I want to hear about. Can have that. Yeah, the the the, I can give you the contact information, um, the phone numbers. Both apps have something called safety tools. Um, so if you're going through the app, that's where you go is to where the, where it says safety tools. Um, but I will I will get the phone numbers. We'll give them to you to you at the end of the call. So Lisa, do you want to address sure. so, so your other question? I'm going to give you examples of things that we were able to successfully arbitrate against. And there are different levels of monetary damages depending on the type of discrimination. So there were things where, yes, one time a driver drove off with his door open and left me standing at the curb. That that's like a blatant denial. There is another time where the driver um, screamed at me. Why didn't you know, why didn't you tell me I have a dog? Why are you holding me hostage in my car? This is the guy that threatened to leave me on the side of the highway. It was scary as heck. Um. I was late to work. I got written up because of being late to meetings and late to shifts. Um, I missed a flight and we actually couldn't arbitrate that particular case. Um, but I, I missed a flight and had to pay to rebook my flight. Um, I was trying to get to a meeting, uh, not a non-work related meeting. And I had three drivers leave me. I was at a Kaiser facility, things like that. Um, It is a lesser form of discrimination once you're in the car. And if the driver starts saying things like, um, uh, you don't, you know, you don't, the whole thing of you don't look blind. Okay. Those are, those are, you can get emotional damages for, for, ableist and demeaning and demoralizing and humiliating um, remarks. Um, Most of us have heard, you're too pretty to be blind. That's ableist. It's not okay. Um, And we all know that being afraid of dogs and being allergic is not a bona fide excuse. Like, get another job. I hope I answered your question, Deborah. Who's the next caller? Oh, okay. I'm going to skip down to Herbie because I think he must have someone in Clubhouse. Yes, we do. Anthony Lewis. Hello, Anthony. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Go ahead. uh, 
Okay, you might have answered this. I'm not walking, so I missed part of the discussion, but I wanted to get your thoughts on Uber Pet and oh. um, <laughs> Lord. No. Also, <laughs> uh, no. Just no. <laughs> okay. Also, no, let, let, um, him, let him finish. Sorry. I know. Uber Pet and yeah. I don't even know what and that also, is. What what I was wondering was um, how long um, can one file uh, when you're being discriminated against um, if you have a problem with the dog? Statue of limitations. It's a year. Yeah. I mean, how you can file for a claim that was up to a year old, I believe, or is it longer? At, at the time I filed, it was longer. I had I had. I had denials and went back three years. Okay. I think it says on the form yeah, when you get talking. to download the form, but it doesn't have to be immediate. I mean, most of us do it immediately or as close to immediately as we can, just because it's, we're still on the adrenaline rush from having been denied. But uh, Which form, um, Becky, are you talking the, DOJ? The one that you down, the DOJ form, yeah. Okay. So that's different than when you go through arbitration. Yeah. Um, the the statute of limitations is different okay okay herbie did you have well, what about pets okay uh, uber, about pets. Oh, uber. yeah uber pet uber has come up with this specialized you can order a car through uber pet and that that driver will pick up you with your cat or your snake or whatever pet you happen to have uh um, but it is not what the drivers are learning, having to learn is that a, a guide dog is not a pet and is not required to go through Uber pets. It tends so, to be more expensive is, and less available. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. Is it like $20 or something? something like I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried it. I don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. use it either and for the simple reason that my dog is. A service yeah. animal, not yeah, a pet. Exactly. We we yeah. don't use it. Right. Right. There right. are other rights not solving the problem. Popping up. No, it's uh, making the problem worse. Can we, yeah. have one worse. Talk, can we have one person talk at a time? Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, I was just saying that there's a couple other rights okay. share services popping up. There's GoGo Grandparent, which I actually used today. And there's one called Wave that's supposed to be more specialized towards safety and working with people with disabilities. And we're gonna see more and more of this um, and mm -hmm. the prices vary, but we're still basically Uber and Lyft. Uh, but Lyft, as far as I know, has not come up with a Lyft pet. So fortunately, hopefully they won't. I, I had one last. Right, who's the next? Oh, no, I think Anthony oh, still had a question. Yeah, I just go had ahead, one last. But I was yeah. wondering about um, now a lot of times the drivers cancel like what, what I will say uh, when they're looking for me, I'll say, standing in front of Trader Joe's, I'm blind and I'll see you soon. And I get a cancellation notice. Um, That's discrimination. How is that treated? Mm -hmm. That's, that is discrimination. Or, being or not even cancellation notice. Or, or, or even now what they'll do is they'll forward it to another driver. Is, yep. is yep. forwarding it to another driver considered a cancellation yes. and discrimination? Yes. Yeah. Well, it Take depends. But you can always call if you have any questions at all. Always call 
and report and say, it's not the driver that I have at, that it's this best. Currently, I always do this as soon as I can, you know, but I also will put th that way you go back to your screenshots or in my case, I go back to my note where I have all the driver's names written down and their cars. And then I know which one I'm talking about. They, even though I can't see it on my screen anymore, the uh, rideshare company can look it up in their system and see it. Uh, so definitely call. And sometimes they'll say, oh, that was the app that rerouted the driver. In that case, I won't report. But in more cases than not, it is, oh, yes, that was the cancellation. And then I absolutely report because that is a legit discrimination thing. So definitely. Good question. One in doubt, report. <laughs> the worst that can happen is that they'll say this that doesn't that doesn't apply, but at least you have have put it in there. Okay, this is Lolly. I just want to ask uh, how many um, Diane and Herbie how many questions we have, so we can get as many people in as possible here. Right now, we do Let's... not have anybody else in Clubhouse that has the raised hand. Okay. Okay, we yeah. have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Okay. 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 We'll Good go to the next one. Okay. Next is Margie D. Hi, Margie. You got a question? Are you unmuted? She's unmuted. She's unmuted. We can't hear you, Margie. We can't read lips, Margie. Sorry. <laughs> I can. I not, can come not back to her. Not coming through on a braille display either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll I come can back. Come to back. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Next, then. All right. Is Kitty. Kitty. Hello, uh -huh. Kitty. Do you have a question? Are you unmuted? Is you're Kitty muted. Unmuted? We don't hear you. Oh, you're muted, Kitty. Uh. On your computer, you're either going to need to hit um, Alt-A or on a Mac, it's uh, Command-Shift-A to unmute. I or if you're on a smartphone, look for the unmute button at the bottom. Yes. Or you could do a two-finger double tap. Yeah, that, that works sometimes, too. Um, should I go on to the next one? Yeah, yeah. We'll okay. come back to Kitty as well. Next then, next then is Kathy Senior. Oh, yeah, Kathy. I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> Hello. I, Hello I always know when that pause happens. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have two quick questions. Oh, huh? great. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Um, one quick question is just real quick. Um, how do you take a screenshot on your phone <laughs> if it's an iPhone? It depends on the version of phone that you okay. have. Okay. Okay. And if you were to Google that and put your version, your phone version okay. in there, okay, you can get sure, I can do that. Okay, fine. Um, mm -hmm. The other question I had was: um, Is there a way you all could put? Um, this article up somewhere since I think there are several people I know who I thought would be here tonight and aren't and they might well want to see that too um, I don't know if there's a way where somewhere you all can post it or paste it or something um, I can email it um, to you in the meantime uh, we can okay. check. 
if, if it's all right with Lisa, um, we could put it up on our website, the GDUI website. Sure. And if you'd like me to tailor it, CCB, I'm happy to do that, whatever you'd like me to do. But you're okay. also welcome okay. to post yeah. the, the actual article, whatever works for you. If Terrific. I can yeah. Okay. So uh, I will uh, check with our webmaster and Maria Kay um, to get that up on our website. And that's gdui.org. And, uh, but also, yeah, emails. We do have her articles that we can send by emails as well. I'll send it to you later tonight, Kathy. Oh, that'd be great. Because okay. I know, I'm sure our guide dog Thanks. users group good. here would like that. Yeah. 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 Good, good question. We'll get that up too. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Who's the next caller? Uh, let's go back up to Margie D. Okay. Her computer Hello, is unmuted. We can't hear you, Margie. No. Oh. Sometimes I have an issue where my microphone button gets pushed, yeah. and then it shows yeah. that I'm unmuted, but I'm actually muted. But anyway, <laughs> and we still have uh, Kitty. Kitty, whose is computer Kitty? is muted. You'll definitely need to unmute. And if we're moving along, the next person is Olivia Norman. Hey, hey Lisa, Olivia. Olivia. Hey, everybody. Thank you. This has been really valuable. So two questions for me. Um, how do you suggest documenting things like phone calls to the companies? And how do you suggest managing um, like screenshots or things that maybe don't fit as nicely into a JAWS file that you have to pull off the app. And then the other question is, I don't have any light perception, so I would not know about things like how was the lighting, how was the, how, how would you manage things like that? And also, is your attorney only in California or is it possible for me in DC to reach out to him? So I would say, um, I, first off, read my, I would suggest read my article. The name of the law firm is in the article and they have attorney privileges in different states. And if not, if not, they will help you connect with someone. Um, and then in terms of documenting phone calls, again, in the article, I've, doc I've given examples of documentation and documenting calls. It is imperative that when you are on a recorded when you are on a recorded call with a share ride company um, you want to mention date time names if you sent an email you can very politely ask the person could you please they, they'll ask you what do you you know tell me your side tell me what happened I always deferred to my documentation and just said could you please read the email, I just want to make sure that what I said was clear and let me know if you have questions because then it's read into a permanent record. And if your attorneys need to subpoena rideshare for the call logs, it's all recorded. And all of these things announce that they're, this call may be recorded for right. your yeah. For yeah. Yeah. Purposes. purposes. But it's yeah. also CYA purposes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But they aren't going to say that publicly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
that may, and, and the question about the lighting and stuff, how, how, can you address um, that? Or? So there, for, I can't think of the app there is, and actually it may be in, it might be in Microsoft know. seeing AI. It's, I think what's more important is like the, the weather conditions. I had one time where I was like stranded on Christmas Eve in a downpour with rain coming sideways because the driver mm -hmm. argued and took off on me and a friend. Um, that that's important. Um, another time I was waiting late at night in a garage, dimly lit <clears throat> and it, it was kind of sketchy. And so I would say if there's people around you, um, you might ask like, Hey, what's a, what's a nearby landmark or in terms of lighting, try the Microsoft seeing AI app. I think there's a light sensor. There's uh, a light one of the detector. Yeah, yes. One of the channels. Um, mm -hmm. but definitely like weather conditions and I, if you're standing at the curb or in a driveway or by a bench, um, mention those things because drivers may try to argue like, oh, I, I couldn't see you, but, but I was standing out on the, the knoll in front of the street, not behind <laughs> a tree. <laughs> Got you. Thank you. And I guess now they don't send emails anymore. It's all like through the help section of the app. So is it worth just kind of copying and pasting that from your phone into screenshots. a file? I actually don't think you can. I think you have yeah. to do screenshots. Oh, I'm so bad at pictures. <laughs> like, like I take them, but I don't know yeah. what's what. No. In here. Yeah. Well, thanks, Olivia. Yeah, I'm done. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Diane, okay. Margie's here. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was going to come say, in I on the left. phone for some reason. Oh, okay. Well, you're up next. <laughs> All right. Thank ahead, you. Margie. Thank you. Um, a couple of things, Lisa. I heard you say that you were almost left on the side of the road. I cannot speak about Uber. I can only speak about Lyft. There is an emergency button in the app you can press. I've done that yes. before. And it will get you to the Lyft emergency team and they will dispatch 911 if need be. And they can, they have GPS on the vehicle. So no one should ever be left aside the road. Use that app. Uh, I'm assuming there's something like that. And it's better than calling 911 because we can't keep track of where we are necessarily if we're on the phone. The other thing I want to say is, um, um, as it happens to be, I got an email. I sent an email to my attorney friend who works for DOJ in the Civil Rights Division, and we are having a call on Wednesday. I said, what does it take? We've had over 100 complaints filed, mm -hmm. and so we're having a call on Wednesday, and I will inform the advocacy committee of anything that comes from that, mm -hmm. if anything does. Okay. I also want to say regarding small claims court, I've done a number of adjudicated a number of ADA cases in small claims court. You, you can't just um, file because the driver left you. You have to have a loss. So Lisa mentioned she missed mm -hmm. a flight. That would be a loss for small claims court. Uh, so you have to have been impacted and have a financial loss to go to small claims court. But that's mm -hmm. a quick and easy okay. way to go if you do have a financial mm -hmm. loss. That's all I have. Thank you. All right. And Thank just you, Margie. Margie, in response to something you said, at the time in November of 2017, when the driver threatened to leave me on the side of the road, there was no safety button at the time. 
Mm-hmm. I was I used my de-escalation mm-hmm. skills with the driver until I could get out of the car at the post office. Mm-hmm. So yes, now you're right. There are safety okay. safety features. Yeah. All right. Is there another caller? What's our, how much time is do we Kitty? have? Is, yeah. is, is, is Kitty available? Give her an up for the uh, No, I I believe I that she left, but mm-hmm. we do have another oh, okay. hand. Do we have time? Becky was asking. Yeah, we are at. We have. Uh, we're at eight fifty-five Eastern, so. We're, I want to make sure and give these phone numbers out that right. they were since they were requested. Okay. So just let me know when you want me to do that. Okay, and I can give you a time you- check if if you want you know time at the end of the call. Okay. So I think oh. do we do we have time for one Who more question? Next? Oh yes. I think yeah. All right, we have a phone number, 916 area code ending in 505. Sorry, that was Marge. I forgot to lower my hand. Oh, okay. I could have done okay. it too. There we go. All right, so then we have, no. Oh, yes, let's see. Zoom user Linda. Linda, okay. Yes, Linda has her hand raised. And you're muted. Linda, if you can unmute, look for that button toward toward the bottom uh, middle of your screen. Other than that, we have no other hands. Maybe well, the phone numbers, Becky. I'll give the phone numbers. Yeah, then. go um, ahead. Yeah. And yeah. The, like I'm I, sorry, like, I didn't get. The only thing I want to say is, Becky, I tried what I had uh, be, used before as the number for to contact uh, Lyft last week, and it was out of service. I, and so um, I sent you an email about that. If, if I did not find that work anymore. Okay, I'm gonna mute and try to call it and see what I get. Yeah, um, I call Ira often so that at least I have somebody who notices the cancellation and, you know, it, it, it's a calming effect of having somebody else there when they pat, when they suddenly canceled that last minute, you know, um, Ira has mm-hmm. been good that way. So um, thank you. This has been a great call. Good. And hopefully the more that I was folding laundry. So the more that you can put down, I wasn't taking notes during the call. I was, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I got the laundry folded. So the more information yeah. sent to everybody would be welcome. Sure. And keep up sure. We can send everybody. out another. Bye. We can Thank send you. Out an email and Becky with the, her information and also look at gdui.org. Um, yeah. And check and, out that number uh, great, for yes. Lyft. It didn't work for me. Maybe, yes. maybe I don't know why. I think, I think Becky's yeah. doing that. Yes. She's checking it right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. It's Liz, still working. Uh, what'd you find out? Is it? Okay. Put that down. Let's check that number. Let's have that again, maybe. Okay. Yeah, the so the got... Lyft number is 844 uh 554-1297. That's 
954-254-1297. Thank you. Uh, and they tell you if you're in immediate danger, do this or call 911 or, you know, but the, the standard line, um, but it's still there. I had had to call it a couple of weeks ago because I had a bad experience with the lift line when I got denied service in Virginia, in DC. And uh, I, I called the next, that Monday to complain to them about their service and they were very nice. All that. Okay. Um, Uber. Okay. This one is 833-715-8200. And then, and I just double checked this last night. Um, and then you, you dial option two, you pick option two on the menu. Can you give it one more time, please? Yes, 833-715-8237. Okay. It's a little bit more menu driven, but. The nice thing about the Lyft one is that you can call them while you're still waiting for your ride and they can tell you where your ride is. And if they come up, you can have them on the line and they'll, they'll know what happens right away if you're thinking that might happen. I haven't tried that, but um, I know some people have. Okay. And if you want more questions, we still have three raised hands in Zoom. Are we at time, uh, Diane? We are at time. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Wah, wah. Is it so is this supposed to be an hour or an hour and a half this call? It's an hour. An hour. Oh. An hour. Okay. Can, can I give out my um, email if people have questions? Just so you know it actually is listed uh, as an hour and a half in the it is uh, listed. schedule. Yeah. yeah. Then we could take um, more questions. Yeah. Do do we want to keep going? Um, if it's I had only hour. planned for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you you still got three well, raised hands here. Okay. Okay. You want you want me to call on one? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I think it's Margie D is back. Phone number nine one six ending that in is, five. That zero. is correct. Okay. <laughs> One other idea um, I want listeners to be aware of is you may also, if you if you have an incident at an airport, you need to file it with the airport officials. Yes. Um, as well as with the rideshare company and DOJ, you can also file with your state civil right commission. So in addition to going nationally, I, I really recommend you also file with local resources as well. Thank you. Okay. Next is Melanie Brunson. Oh, Melanie, she's the chair of the DBY Advocacy. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Sarah, and everyone. Thank you. This has been a marvelous call. It's um, it's bringing back flashbacks for me. Um, because I remember very well one day when I was uh, three three drivers in a row um, left me standing in the rain in uh, in Washington D.C. So um, I really think um, I think this has been a great call. Thank you, Lisa, for some uh, very creative advocacy and a lot of good suggestions. 
I also did want to say real quickly that um, people have been asking for information. The, a lot of the, the phone numbers and, and a lot of other good information is available on the GBUI website. We have um, a, a very good article that we keep trying to update as soon as anything changes. And we have uh, the contact information for both um, companies listed in that article. So um, that's a good resource for folks. Um, so that I just wanted to, um, to, to raise that and, um, and thank you all for, the, for a good call. Thanks, Melanie. Next, we have Kathy. It's Cindy again. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, just real quick, um, because I'm I'm ashamed to say that this is my first community call, and it's very sad. So I don't know when you all archive these. Welcome. So I didn't it is let not people sad. know, but <laughs> um, it is not sad. Welcome. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah um, we're glad you're um, here <laughs> thanks so when when did the um archive calls come out so i could let folks know who i think might want to hear this or how do people get notified they, you know when they come out on a podcast um okay this maybe is your podcast host might know more about that that might be released okay Herbie, could could you shed any light on that? Sorry, what was the question again? The question was when if you any ideas as to when the podcast might be out. Oh, that is you you'll need to contact uh, ACB Media for that and um It's on a rolling schedule, I think. I mean, so when they're they're, they're, yeah. yeah. Um Thanks, Herbie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. When it does come out this is Sarah. When it does come out, um, I will check with ACB and then I will put that on the the chat list. If okay, cool. When this podcast is available, yeah, yeah. What you could do is is keep checking acbmedia.org on that website. I believe there is a link to podcasts. Um, okay, and you can check there. And there's many, many, many different podcasts. About oh, I know that. But this has been so, really yeah. great. And I think there are people yeah. who would really want to hear this. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Kate? Yeah. Thanks, Liz. I forgot about that. The ATP. Maybe. Yeah. That's great. And we have uh, one more raised hand. Karen H. Hello, Karen. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Karen hey. from Phoenix. Um, great. I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are um, doing this call. It's, it's really quite valuable. Um, I don't know if you can answer my question. Um, I'm not sure what to do. So uh, I, I, make, I make some of my um, rideshare mm -hmm. calls through the apps, but I also use something called RideChoice here in Phoenix um, through uh, our uh, transit company, Valley Metro. And um, I've had several cancellations, um, a couple guide dog denials, and also recently just um, cancellations with um, both Lyft and Uber. So when you call Ride Choice, 
um, they put, they book the rides for you. So it's not going through the app and several of the, um, several of the, of the drivers canceled on me. Just, I think I had five or six in a matter of an hour and a half when I was trying to go to the urgent care like two weeks ago. Um, so that, and that was extremely upsetting. And I, I started to go into a panic because I felt really stranded and it was late at night and I was by myself. What, do you guys have any suggestions on how do you handle when you're not, when you're not booking it through the apps? And you're, this is actually good to know. I, I, I think it, this is Lisa. And because you're dealing with the, the, your ride connect company in Phoenix. So they are contracted through, I don't know, fees, whatever your public transportation system is. Through Valley so, Metro. Yes. That's okay. So, so that's now becomes a legitimate ADA violation because the rideshare Uber and Lyft are contracted through this government entity. You file that's your right. complaint with a government entity. I also would say reach out to Ron Brooks at accessibilityavenue.com. I actually have with other, yeah. um, you know, ride denials and, and different okay. things, but this most recent one, I have not, I didn't quite so, know how to go about it because it was such I, a I bad would, situation. Yeah. Check with Ron. And again, document, 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 read my article. Um, I, um, It'll help you with your documentation. And yes, you uh, talk to Ron, you'll, you'll need to file complaints with Valley Metro. And then you also can file with DOJ. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I did in the past, but I didn't know if you had any other, like you were mentioning phone numbers. You, you just gave out the phone numbers for Lyft and Uber. What can I do in that situation? Because I kept on calling the ride choice back and they kept on telling me, oh, sorry, the, uh, the driver canceled. We'll book another one for you. Go and to they the kept media. the driver's on the way. Go to the media. I've done that too in the past. Okay. I went to Channel 3. Uh, hang on. Yeah. This is yeah. Margie. May I answer this question, please? Well, I'm going to uh, assume finance we... means yes. Um, this is an FTA issue. This is not a DOJ issue. It is through your paratransit mm. provider you should be filing your complaints and documenting them with your local transit agency, not the provider that is contracted. You go to your accessible services office. If you notice a pattern like you just um, discussed, again, if you have it well documented, you can file an FTA. FTA stands for Federal Transit Authority. And any paratransit issues go through FTA, not DOJ. Thank but you, you have to show a pattern of practice, and you can only do that through documenting. So if you've not filed a complaint with your local transit agency yet, I would start right now filing these complaints, not with the paratransit provider, but your local transit agency's customer service or accessibility office. Yeah, I've done some of that, um, but I will. I need to do more of that regarding 
this whole incident yeah. that happened recently. There's unfortunately no magic answer. It's documents, complain, document, complain, document, complain. When you have probably 10 document, documentations, and it's specifically with, um, with paratransit, as you're describing here, then you can file an FTA complaint, and they will contact your transit provider and look into this. This is one of the concerns about having Uber and Lyft be a paratransit provider. Um, and I know more and more areas are doing this, but that then doesn't go under DOJ. That goes under FTA. And I think FTA tends to be more aggressive than um, DOJ. Thank you, Margie. Thank you. Do you guys have You're contact welcome. information for, for that? Or, uh, or should I just, just go through Valley Metro and Ron? I didn't know if anybody else would need it as well. Okay, FDA.gov. Okay. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate your time and um, thanks for holding this event. I'll read okay. the article as well. Thank you. Okay, Herbie uh, has his hand up. Yes, indeed. Over here on the clubhouse side, we have Lauren Bishop. Hello, Lauren, I think he said. Yes. Lauren, you Go can ahead. Meet. Oh, I do apologize. She had ended up leaving. Okay, I did not see that. Oh, okay. Okay, we don't have any raised hands here either. Okay, all right. Hand lowered. Well, I guess we can just go ahead and and wrap it up here. And uh, uh, thank you all for attending. And if uh, Lisa would like to say a few words and was terrific having you, Lisa, here with your story and, and all of your advice and uh, that we can pass it on to the other group members to say their goodbyes. So, uh, Lisa, would you like to say something? I would just say in closing, I understand we all have writer's fatigue and it's really discouraging that this has been going on for so long, but it's not going to change if we don't do our own due diligence. Hi, so I'm sorry to interrupt. We actually just got somebody else up on stage over here on the clubhouse side, if if you have time. I believe we do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not yes, sure what to make. Not go. sure what to make of the silence here. So. Um, <laughs> You're good. Don't we have right. time. Okay, Lucy Arguijo. Hi. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Hello everyone. My question is, when dealing with uh, medical transportation agencies that use oh, Lyft, boy. where do we report to? Because we were talking about um, the uh, paratransit agencies and, and where Wouldn't do we report to? Wouldn't that be FTA? I don't know. I, I, I can take that one. Um, right. If it's medical, is it through um, Medicare or is it through a private health insurance? Through Medicare. Okay. So that is a 504 violation. So if Medicare is contracting with a company that is discriminating, that's a 504 um, violation. That uh, I would also go to DOJ with that. I think that would be quicker and easier. Um, but I would certainly, and I don't even know how to file a 504 complaint anymore, to be honest. Um, uh. 
I really don't know. I'm sorry to answer that, but it, it is a, because it's Medicare, it falls under 504. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for the cool. answer. And we have Melanie Brunson. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hello. Um, I was just going to uh, answer, try to offer some an answer to that question as well. Um, I think the other the Margie Margie did touch on part of it for for Medicare, but I think also um, is there are issues because they are the provider in a particular county or or city. Um, those are also issues that you could take to your state civil rights commission, and also. Um, the uh, the local if it's a, if it's a Medicaid um, issue uh, if the if it's, excuse me if the service is contracted under Medicaid that is a um, a state uh, and or county depending on what your what kind of um, human rights or civil rights agencies there are in. In a lot of the larger states, there are county as well as state human rights commissions, and any one of those can um, can also be a place to go. With your insurance company, um, I would I would go to the insurance company, but I wouldn't leave it at that. I would also go to your insurance commission and the state civil rights commission. Um, as well as um, any uh, I, DOJ as well, because the truth of the matter is, unless there's a lot of problem and the company gets to be unpopular, insurance companies will probably just ignore it. So they need to be given some incentive to not ignore it. And I would go to um, civil rights agencies for, for that as well. I hope that helps. Great. Okay, and Herbie has his hand up. We now have Nancy Irwin on stage. <clears throat> Nancy? Hello, Nancy. Hey there. Um, okay. There you are. So, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't find the couldn't find the mute button. Um so my question for you guys is, I don't know about anybody else, but this is starting to feel a little bit like a bowl of spaghetti and it's all kind of tangled. <laughs> Would, is, is there a thought about someone maybe writing down some of this stuff? Like if it's a Medicaid thing, call these people, or if it's a county provider thing, reach out to these people and like what steps we should take? Like, has anybody thought about actually putting this on paper just to make it a little less confusing because I feel like it, you know my situation may just be Uber or Lyft but someone that's stuck taking an Uber or Lyft based on the county's paratransit service they're going to need you know other action steps to take and so I just wanted just for peace of mind and ease of understanding and maybe clarity has anybody considered writing this down? Oh, that, that's, that's a great suggestion. Uh, as we've gone through this call, um, I had no idea as well as for the medical, the Medicare, Medicaid situations. So um, I think 
uh, we could take this to our advocacy committee and uh, with people on the call, the, the group that put this together, I, th I think we could put together some kind of a form with this information on it. Um, I don't know what uh, Becky Lolly and uh, Liz think. Uh, you think that would be a good avenue to collect all this? I agree. I think we can collect the information and add it to what's on our on the GDUI website. Yeah, we yeah. already have started yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, because we've already got to start. So, and I think we're yeah. going to see more and more of these situations where other companies like GoGo -Go Grandparent is doing it. Some of the medical places mm -hmm. are doing it. They're contracting with Uber and Lyft so that there's that middle person mm -hmm. in there. And so that's that's what makes it spaghetti like. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good idea. Yeah, that that's a good because a lot of information has been brought up on this call. So, how about when hospitals so, do it? Johns Hopkins, they use Uber and Lyft yeah. for stuff, and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get together in the advocacy, and, and uh, th that's that's terrific suggestion. And like Becky said, we can put it on the website. Okay, we have no these these kind of calls. It's it's great with brainstorming and or networking because things like this come about, and it's uh, an, another good uh, avenue we can take to help with this issue. Okay, we have no more raised hands in Zoom, and we're at nine twenty. We got like ten minutes to go. If you right. wanted to wrap up or Any, something, this is uh, yeah. This is Lolly. I just had one question for folks, um, and that is, if they're seeing anything new out there, um, I I'll give an example. Recently, I had a ride where I had a discussion with the driver about. He kept saying, "Well, the company should have told me that you had a dog." I said, "No, they don't do that." And um, I don't have to either, actually. And it was actually quite civil. But then when I got home, I got an email that he had rated me lower, uh, which then means he doesn't have to take me again. And so I'm just wondering if people are seeing new patterns of behavior as you're taking your rides. Yeah, I've seen that. And I've seen where I get the driver seems super nice. And then I get a cleaning fee. Oh, which is ridiculous. Your dog's on the floor and there might be a couple of hairs, but God only knows what else is on that. Floor. Yeah, right, right. And they go, well, you've been charged. Yeah. And the other thing I saw was you're not wearing a mask. That's gone now, but the cleaning fee definitely yeah. is still happening. Now, Olivia, can you dispute that? Have you had any, or, or maybe yeah. Lisa too, she's got it. Yeah, so I, I was able to email Uber and they did refund it it was relatively easy the few times it's happened but i don't know it's definitely something to be aware of because i feel like it's happening more to people just anecdotally mm -hmm. Lisa, do you have any thoughts on yeah on actually that? actually i do i seem to recall that part of the a training video that was made for uber at one point that drivers um, it is recommended that a driver carry a blanket or a sheet 
in their trunk to place on the floor for a service animal. So I will ask, hey, do you have a, do you have a blanket or sheet that you'd like to put on the floor? Um, it, it may open you up to, they may say, no, you should have brought one. And I've had that happen. Um, I don't generally walk around with blankets and sheets, especially when I'm traveling. Right. But that is does. something that was a part of the, an Uber training video at one point. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely mm. have had it had yeah. cleaning and I have not been charged them. I've been lucky that they have refunded. Well, they, ha they have to, they have to waive the fee. And I know when I've had drivers complain to me, you know, I kind of, well, you know, uh, we've got mud on our shoes and kids spill yeah. cookies and <laughs> right? dogs, dogs have hair. They're going to leave a little bit. We have hair, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Is there any uh, remarks people would like to say to before we wrap it up? I just up? wanted to say thank Wally? you, Lisa. This was really valuable and I am yeah. so fatigued but I but I see what you mean huh. it's it's yeah. exhausting it and is. it's because it's not mm -hmm. just one area of our life where we have to document and advocate but if we don't do this guys things don't change and I'm thankful for the people who came before me who made my life easier and my mission is to make life better for the people who come after me so, so next up, the airlines and the forms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That'll be another call. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah. But this is Becky. I, I really appreciate everybody's thoughtful questions and comments. And Lisa, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for the effort and the just everything that you put into this. I'm glad that you got something out of it, but uh, not that it was ever easy to have to go through all of that. So we appreciate that, that you did that. No, um, and we paid crazy taxes. I did. Yeah. And I will, I will say, be, beware of the state and federal taxes. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is Liz. I just want to thank oh. everyone for attending and being here. It really does matter. File, 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 file. I, I will say that all day because I truly mean it. If if you need help, there are people out there, myself included, who will help you. But we need to do this because each time we do that, it's one less time we have to do that in the long run. It may not seem that way, but that is truly what it ends up being in the um you know down the road so so please file it does matter thank you yeah. and this is lolly i just want to say thanks to everyone for your questions thank you lisa for participating tonight and helping to field questions and for the information you shared and for your encouragement and your advocacy um and you know i i think we've gotten a lot of good information tonight um it was a good place for information sharing to happen so thank thanks you to everyone. the hosts and the streamers thanks. as well right yeah the hosts and the thank streamers you. of the clubhouse thank you Diane, so absolutely yes yep. perfect thank you yeah thank you yeah. for inviting me thank you you're welcome thank you, you for calling in and we will be There's getting some more information out to you all 
All right. Thank you, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Take care.